But thank God that He sent us and He's anointed us and He's equipped us to go and preach the gospel to a lost and dying world, to pull people out of darkness into His marvelous light. So what I want to say is, I want to say a few things. But one thing I want to say is, you know, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. Soul winning and winning souls and being a harvester for the kingdom of God is not about just a once a month weekend event. This is a lifestyle. It's not about just a program, but you have to ask the Lord, burn a passion in my heart for people. Because without that, you're just coming to an event. You're just coming to a one-day program, one-day event, where we're going out and we're going to go reach the community, which is awesome, and we're going to have a great time today. But this is something that God wants to download in your spirit for when you wake up on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every week, God is actually using you as his vessel. And he's not looking for perfect people. He's just looking for willing vessels. So if you tell the Lord, Lord, send me, I'll go. You can use me, use my mouth, use my hands, use my feet. You'll be shocked at what he begins to do. And if you would just ask him, because it's something that I still pray for in my prayer time all the time, Lord, give me more of a passion for souls. And, and I think I, I, my wife and I were pretty radical, like for going after souls and, and we really have a passion for souls, but I don't, I'm not satisfied at the level that I am. I want more of a passion. I want more of God's love operating on the inside of me so that I can go reach more people than I've ever reached before. And we're believing for an acceleration just in our ministry in the area of, of the harvest to get to going after more, bigger, greater amounts of souls than we've ever seen before. Even for this next two months, we're about to take off on the road to go on an evangelism tour. And we're believing God for to win more souls over the next two months till the end of this year than we have this entire year combined. So, so I, I say that just because we, we have a level of expectation and we have somewhere where we're putting our faith in this area of going after the harvest. Because otherwise, you just go day to day to day and you're living your life and God wants you blessed and God wants you to enjoy your life and have fun and do all these things. But if, you, if your life is not attached to eternity, if, you're, if your life is not attached to souls in some way, then you're wasting your time and you are actually wasting your life because there's actually so much more that the Lord has for you. And, and this is for, for you, young people, because if you grab a hold of this now, God will raise you up so fast. He will raise you up beyond anything you could ever imagine. And the greatest, li the greatest life to live is the life of a soul winner because there's never a dull moment. Anything could happen at any moment, any time, and it probably will. Because you, when you determine in your heart, I'm going to be a soul winner everywhere that you go, you're at the store, you're at your school or whatever, 
there, there's a moment if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you'll begin to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit when you ask him, brand my heart for eternity. Help me to see people the way you see people. Fill me with your love. Because you'll be standing there talking to somebody and then all of a sudden you'll feel in your spirit. The Holy Ghost say, tell them about me. Tell them about me. Or like with me, somebody just randomly starts coming up to me and just talks to me out of nowhere. I don't even know the person. Why are they talking to me? I don't even feel like talking right now. I'm just trying to get in and out. And then I got this stranger coming up out of nowhere, just talking to me about God knows what. And that it's, I don't even have time for, but I know immediately this is a divine appointment. And I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to be sensitive to that. And I'm going to take a moment where everything else, my, my groceries can wait, my stomach can wait, and I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to be obedient and sensitive to the Lord and lead this person to Him. Amen? So this is, this is something that has to become part of your DNA. Because I, we're not here... We don't come down here just because we're looking for a place to preach or we need a place to preach. I'm actually, we actually believe in you. We believe in this ministry and what you're doing here and what God has put in your hands. And we believe in the young people that are being raised up here to do exploits in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're here to see that to see God use you, to, to, to see God come. And, and, you know, like last night, how many were touched last night? So it's like out of that touch, there's got to come a transformation. There's got to come a shift on the inside of you where it's like, you know what? I've been touched many times, and I'm not just here for a touch. God, I'm here for you to change me and transform me and do whatever you have to do on the inside of me so I can grab a hold of this and that I can run with this where this is not just an event where it's a lifestyle that I just transform me in a radical soul winner every day because you come across people every day, everywhere you go on a daily basis that need to hear from you. And all you have to do is open your mouth. He says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. So you just begin to open your mouth instead of, you know, how many people come to you and, and talk to you about even your, your friends or whatever that have, they have problems, they have problems going on at the house, they're in their homes, or they're struggling with different things, or they're sick or whatever. Learn to be sensitive to these times and turn that situation around and don't just say, oh man, that's tough, or just listen to all the garbage that they're going through, but just say, you know what, before you go, can I just pray with you about that? It's taking every opportunity, making the most of our time to be a witness for Jesus everywhere we go. And, and the Bible says, don't say there's four months until harvest. Jesus said, lift up your eyes. The fields are white and ready for harvest. Don't put this off any longer. People are waiting to hear from you. You might be the only Jesus somebody ever sees or ever knows. Because I said it last night, as he is, 
so are we in this world. I told you where we go, he goes. And light shines in the darkness, right? We talked about it last night. So everywhere that we go, we bring light to the darkness of this world. What happens when, you know, it's dark early in the morning, 6 a.m., but by 7, all of a sudden, the light comes and there's no more darkness. It's impossible for the darkness to stay when the light comes. And you carry the light of God on the inside of you. But you have to begin to allow that light not just to stay in you for me, myself, and I, because I feel good, I get touched, I get blessed, I like coming to church, I got my friends, or whatever. No, you allow that light not only to come in you, but flow through you. Because, you know, I've talked about it several times, the last couple of times we're here, because many believers, they just become a swamp. Because there's no outflow. And it gets frustrating when you're just sitting here, you know, you come to church, but you're receiving all the time, but there's no outflow. And you wonder why you can't get the breakthrough or go to the, to the next level that God's calling you. It's because there's no outflow coming from you. You're like, Lord, I want more. He's like, I can't give you any more until you release what I've already given you. Freely we have received freely give so the touch of God is not just so we can come and fall out under the power and and get hit with the joy and all that stuff that's great but those are just different manifestations of how the anointing touches our physical bodies because our physical bodies can't handle it but what that touches for is for actually to empower you to go out to a lost and dying world and tell somebody about Jesus because as he touches you, as you release what you've been given, you go out and touch others. And that touch you receive now is touching your community, your friends, your school. And you begin to change the very, you know, I told you about the eight-year-old, uh, well, half of you weren't here, but there's an eight-year-old, I'll, I'll say it again, there's an eight-year-old in California that we ministered at his parents' church. And his parents are pastors. Well, he came to the soul winning training and we went out and him and another, were they eight years old? Eight. Him and another eight-year-old girl went out to win souls that day. Eight years old. How, who's eight years old here? Anybody? Okay, nobody. Uh, who's seven years old? Who's nine years old? All right. Who's 10? 11? 12? Okay, great. <laughs> in my heart <laughs> my youth is renewed <laughs> so eight year old boy eight year old girl they, they go out after the soul winning class and they begin to go we go to a, a mobile home park right they begin to go to the doors, but they, they won't let their parents come to the doors by themselves. They just got the script, learned the, the script. They, they said, we want to do this. We got this. So the parents stayed on the sidewalk. They went door to door, leading people to the Lord. That day, them together, they led 12 people to the Lord their first time out. Just standing there reading the script. Well, so fast forward a couple of months later, I get a phone call from his mother. And... Uh, she says, you're not going to believe this. Matthew came home with a, he goes to a, a Christian school in Southern California, a private school. Matthew came home with a certificate 
that says, uh, you know, something something along like for always uh, we 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 present you this award uh, for for being a great soul winner and always telling people about Jesus. And the principal begins to tell uh, his mother over the phone that day when when uh, she or he actually. Oh, they had an assembly at school. The whole school was there, and he got presented with this award. And the, the principal had called her and, and said, um, well, well, I'll just say this. So they, w- during that assembly, when he got presented with the award, the entire school is there. He gets called up on stage to, get, like, to receive the award, right? So before he leaves the stage, he asked the principal if he can share something with the students. And the principal told his mother, I don't know why, but I actually gave him the microphone. And he said, as soon as he got the microphone, he pulled out a script out of his back pocket. And he began to read this gospel soul winning script to the entire school. And he said, next thing, before I know it, the entire school raised their hands to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Eight years old, led his entire school to the Lord. And so the principal actually said, where did, he, where did Matthew learn how to do this? And she, she told him, well, we had a soul winning trainer, whatever, we used the script, whatever. And he's, he said, well, I, I just want you to know we're having a meeting with the Board of Education here, and we're actually going to install this into the curriculum at our school. And this is going to be a part of all the curriculum where everybody's going to learn to win souls. There is a, at our home church, and, and I know who the kid is personally. This is a true story. Just this year alone, he's eight years old. Maybe he's nine now. I don't know. But he's eight years old. This year, well, this was three months ago that the uh, children's pastor told me this. He, he, this year alone, he's led 1,800 people to the Lord by himself. Eight years old. So this has nothing to do with age because God's just looking for your willingness and obedience. And if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. You know, your, your pastor was just saying that the, the Lord's going to reward you and he's going to bless you because you're working for the king today. You know, Jesus actually said the harvesters are paid good wages. Everybody say good wages. So as you go and you begin to bless others, the blessing of the Lord comes and overtakes you. So you go and you're blessing and you're blessing over here. And you don't have to worry about God taking care of you. Because as you go and you know I'm going to win souls, I'm going to purpose in my heart that I'm going to be a soul winner. I'm going to grab a hold of this today. This is going to be a lifestyle. Lord, brand me with a passion to go after people. Let me see people the way that you see people. And as you determine in your heart, I'm going to make soul winning the number one priority in my life. I promise you, you will never lack any good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Because when you take care of his house, he'll take care of yours. So I want to go over a couple of scriptures, and I I know I just quoted a few, but I want to talk to you about the Great Commission. Everybody say the Great Commission. Commission. Now, Now say it like you're in the army of God. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Yeah, because we are the army of the Lord. That's when I was talking about marching through the land. Why do I say marching through the land? Because we are the army of God. 
We are his mouth, his hands, his feet on the earth. He told his disciples to pray like this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then I always add, in my life, on earth as it is in heaven. What is it in heaven? There's blessing. There's joy. There's peace. There's prosperity. There's health. There's healing. There's abundance. That's what it's like in heaven. So we actually carry the kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within So we're carriers of the kingdom of God. So everywhere we go, now we bring health, healing, peace, joy, prosperity, abundance, love. Everywhere we go, we are carriers of the kingdom of God. Amen? So this is what Mark, go with me to Mark chapter 16. If you have your Bible, if not, you can just listen. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 20. And he said unto them, what? Go. Go. You know, think about just the name God. Half of that is go. If you turn it around, the other half is do. Go do. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world. And what? Preach. Everybody say, I'm a preacher. preacher. Preach the gospel to every creature. If it looks like a creature, I'm going to preach to it. Amen? He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. How many believers do we have in here? Okay, so then these signs shall follow you if you're a believer. Amen? Amen. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Now, that doesn't mean all you young people... Doesn't mean you start going around playing with snakes. Just let me, thank you. Mama's like, thank you. <laughs> so you shall lay, everybody look at your hands. Say, I shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Say, my hands are anointed. My hands carry blessing. My hands carry healing. healing. Amen. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. You know, if you you think about this, if, if this was the last thing Jesus had spoke to his disciples, you think it would be kind of an important thing, right? The very last thing he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So, so actually preaching the gospel and being a soul winner, it's not a, just some idea that the, the, of the church, so to speak. It's not just something that we should take casually because it's actually a commandment. It's a command from the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And this is not the great suggestion. This is not the great idea. This is the great commission. So they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and set at the right hand of God. Think about that. He was set. He sat down at the right hand of God. You know, I don't know about you, but usually I don't sit down until my job's finished. So Jesus, when he was received up into heaven after his three years of earthly ministry, the Bible says that he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Why did he sit down? Because when he, would, when he died on the cross, he actually said, what did he say? It is finished. So when he was received up to heaven, he sat down because he finished the job that the Father had called him to do. And now he released the Holy Ghost and sent the Holy Ghost to live inside of your heart and my heart so that now we are Jesus, we are many Christs now on the earth. And we are actually carrying out, continuing the ministry of Jesus on the earth. Do you realize that? And they went forth and they preached everywhere. Where'd they preach? Everywhere. I don't know about you, but that sounds like my, my home. That sounds like my school. That sounds like my job. That sounds like the marketplace. That sounds like uh, everywhere. Where's everywhere? Everywhere. Now get this. They went forth and they preached everywhere, but they, but they did it all by themselves. No. The Lord working with them. Everybody say that. The Lord working with them. Say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me strong. The Lord is working with me. When I go, he goes. When I show up, he shows up. Amen. So they went and they preached everywhere. The, the, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. So that's why we have the gospel soul winning script that is written in such a way that it, it, it is just very simple gospel. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 116, for I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So the, the gospel soul winning script, it's written in a way where the gospel goes forth, the simple gospel and penetrates because the Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. That's why you can walk up to somebody and they can act like they're not interested when you ask them, has anybody ever told you how much God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? And they're not, they don't seem very interested. But when you say, let me quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads, and you get one scripture out, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost goes to work in that individual's heart, hooks them in, and draws them. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So that's why the script is written in a way, because the Bible says the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. That's why we don't go out and just do like a treasure hunt. Or whatever people do. I don't know. Okay, we don't go out and just do treasure hunts. We go out and preach the word. And when we preach the word, signs and wonders follow the preaching of the word. 
We don't go out just trying to give. If somebody, give, if, if the Lord drops a word of knowledge on you or, or gives you a prophetic word for somebody, that's awesome. But we have to preach the word. Because what, what good is it if somebody goes to hell with a good back? Do you know what I'm saying? Because it, we're talking about people's souls. So great, we go out and we pray for somebody, they get healed, but then they go to hell with a good knee. You see what I'm saying? Because we didn't preach the gospel, we didn't give them an opportunity to surrender their lives to the Lord. Because you got to understand, heaven is a real place, hell is a real place, and people are actually dying to get there every day. You know, there is actually, you, you could pull it up, but there, you just type in on Google, death clock. You can watch people die every second. It counts every death, every second. People going into eternity. So when we die, we're going to go. Everybody's going to go one of two places. There's no second chances. There's no do-overs. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And people don't have to go. God will never send anybody to hell. God never sent. God made a way for everybody to go to heaven. People's choices and people's sin will send them to hell. But thank God that he sent us and he's anointed us and he's equipped us to go and preach the gospel to a lost and dying world to pull people out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. So we have a job of work to do. Say, I'm in the army of God. Hallelujah. So when we preach the word, signs and wonders following. So, so now we go out, we do the gospel, so in script, we lead people to the Lord. Then we say, hey, is there anything I can pray for you about? Hey, do you have anything, or do you need healing? Are there any needs that I can pray for you today? And then you just begin to go to work and lay hands on people and pray for people. And if the Lord gives you a prophetic word or whatever, by all means, go for it. Use the giftings on your life. Amen. But signs and wonders follow the preaching of the word. Because, you know, how many even like last, or just even today, you feel faith arising in your spirit, man, today? Because that's why as I'm firing scripture off, and that's why all my messages, I try to just give as much scripture as I can. Because I know faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the more that your spirit is built up on the word of God, the better place or the higher place that you'll have faith to sit on. Because if the word of God is not built up in your spirit, there's nowhere for, the, for, for faith to sit. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we have to, we, we cannot, there is, you can see there's a clear separation of light and darkness. There's no in between anymore. All, that, all the gray area has been moved out of the way. And we are children of the light. That's why the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we have to renew our minds daily to the word of God. And we can't just be hearers only of the word. We have to be doers. Amen. So now as this word has been preached to you today, and you see what the, what the Bible says, the biblical way of winning souls and the responsibility that we have as believers, there's a greater weight of a responsibility on our lives to go and do what we've heard. Because people don't get saved by osmosis. What does that mean? 
People don't get saved just because it happens. Just because you're standing next to somebody doesn't mean they're just going to get saved. People get saved by the preaching of the gospel. Because it's the power of God unto salvation. And you all carry this power. You have this treasure in earthen vessels. And God is going to use you powerfully today. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, just a couple more scriptures. I'm going to wrap it up. Are you receiving this today? Are you grabbing a hold of this? Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, um, Luke 14, 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel the lost to come in, that my house may be filled. True compassion has a sense of urgency. You know, when you see somebody in danger, you, when you see somebody about to go over a cliff, what are you going to do? When you see somebody going to jump off a bridge, what are you going to say? Hey, I'll, I'll call the police for you. No, you, there's, a, there's a compassion, there's an urgency on the inside of you that would say, hey, stop. I mean, even as we were driving in the buses, you saw at last night, I, I, could, I could sense the compassion in many of you. All the people on the street, we were going through some rough areas in Fort Pierce, and you saw all the people, and then everybody starts yelling out the window, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. That's compassion. That's the compassion of the Lord. And you have to allow that compassion to consume you on a daily basis. And there's got to come an urgency on the inside of you where this is not a game. This is not just some religious idea. We have to have a compassion for the lost. Because we don't know when it's somebody's time to go home. And you might never have the opportunity to see that person again. Nobody's promised tomorrow. So we have to have an urgency to go out into the highway and the hedges like we're going to do today, and we're going to compel them to come in. Why? You know, the Bible says that God is not slow about his promises, He's very patient. The only reason Jesus has not returned is because he's giving us more time to win souls. And let me just say this. You know, the world, they do not care about, about what they believe. They have no shame. Any shame in things that used to be um, even... Like you see stuff on TV, on social media that would be like, man, that's just too much. We wouldn't put that out there. Now they don't even care. It's like the world has gotten so dark and so demonic. They don't even care. They put whatever out there. They don't care what you think. They don't care what you believe. They don't care what you have to say. They're going to shove it right down your throat and they're not going to be sorry for it. So why as the body of Christ are we just going to sit here and play church while the world is doing whatever they want to do, but we want to be quiet and shut up because we're ashamed of what we actually believe. The devil doesn't care. Why would we? 
You gotta allow this fire to come up on the inside of you and say enough is enough. If God, if you can use anybody, you can use me. And it does not matter. I'm telling you, you're 9, 10, 11, 12. God wants to use you now. Because the, there's a gen, the older generation, they're not doing it. So God is raising up a new breed in this church, in pure church, that is unashamed of the gospel. He, he, that, that people that, the wise are gonna look foolish because even last night, you saw the people, as we went out there, that the gentleman, Pastor Nick, asked them to come up and pray. And they said, we're just so blessed to see all these young people. You guys, you brother, you realize it or not, I'm telling you, you're a sign and a wonder to this generation. To touch the people last night, it touched all the adults that you went out and prayed for them. Man, I feel the power of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to go. We're going to compel the lost to come in today. Everybody say, compel the lost. And I'm not going to take a lot uh, any more time because I want to get out there today. Listen, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Everybody, put your hand on your spirit, man, on your heart, which is your spirit. And say, no fear fear. lives here. here. I'm full of the power of God. I I have the spirit of power. I have the spirit of of might. might. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am bold as a lion. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. But the righteous are bold as lions. Now say, rah. Come on, there's a lion. There's a lioness on the inside of you. And you know who it is? It's the lion of the tribe of Judah. His name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. No fear. We're not going to back down. We're not going to be quiet. We're not going to allow the devil to take our city. No, we're going to rise up in faith. We're going to rise up in victory. We're going to rise up in boldness. And we're going to go and preach. And we're going to see signs. We're going to see wonders. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see people saved today. We're going to see people healed today. Amen. We're going to see people delivered today. In Jesus' name, we're going to go and push back and drive the darkness out of St. Lucie County. In Jesus' name. Amen.